No 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 Are you gonna work? I can hear myself talking in this fucking thing. Stuck in my head. I could have never been a rapper. What up, though? It's your girl, Constance. Hi. Hello. Yeah, this is Constance Patton. Welcome to another episode of Fucking Rejects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Brooklyn right now, sitting here with my fickle ass computer. I think I've just like overworked her. Y'all got a MacBook Pro? What am I supposed to do? I keep erasing shit. How you doing? I missed you guys. You miss me? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm back in Brooklyn right now. This is the three-part of a four-part series on Detroit, Voices of Detroit, but I love it here. This one features the amazing, the magnificent, as you just heard. Oh, no, I didn't play it yet. I'm going to play it after this. As you will hear, Nick Speed. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, yeah, that was, it was really, that was a good one. So I got to sit with Nick Speed. He was introduced to me by Elzai. They're like best friends. Amazing. What a team. And, um, you know, El told me like, oh yeah, you got to talk to Nick when I was in Detroit. So he invited me to his studio. I got to go and hang out with him up in the Penobscot building. It was, I mean, like magical. It was like on the 20th floor overlooking the Detroit River and the whole city and he has his whole, just the whole thing plugged in. Um, studio, there was like a drum set, records, Welcome to Detroit, the Montrose Jazz Festival. There were people coming in and out, and it was the same floor that used to host Mojo. That shit was tight. Hold on one second. I got to check. Okay, yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, I'm like playing with my fickle-ass computer right now and it wouldn't let me plug in my mixer which not would let me not speak into the microphones and I'm not trying to go back to the punk rock days not so far oh I definitely have <laughs> I have a a pin in my hair like a fucking giant safety pin but every night I'm like don't lay on this constant but I'll never take it out mom yeah so what's up with you where you at 
How's the weather? Summertime, right? What'd you do today? I went to the fucking beach. The beach? I'm not gonna tell you which one. It was one of the Rockaway ones. Okay, I'll tell you which one. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Had my tits out. A bunch of other girls. Not smoking pot. They have got a, a jungle juice, or as we call it in New York City, nutcrackers. And that shit was, it was healing. I gotta tell you, I gotta be honest, because you're my therapist for the next minute. I was so fucking stressed. I was like wildly stressed, full of anxiety, and dare I say depressed. I've I've dealt with depression uh, off and on since I was a kid. Like I was in therapy so young, like younger, younger than when I knew what therapy was. Like I remember my mother taking me to talk to this lady and she had me playing with all these toys. And I'm like, why, why should you ask me all these questions? Just let me play with these toys. And I think I was probably like three or four, or maybe five. Even in like all through school, I was getting caught out of class for going to counseling and all this stuff. So I've been dealing with the ups and downs of keeping my mentals together. And, um, you know, I was kind of down, but the beach was really good. Hold on, my fans on. So hot, but not in a good way. It's gross. I didn't. So yeah, um, Detroit was good, but I ultimately went there for a fucking funeral. My friend Dana passed away, so I think like being there and and spending time at home that was really great. I got a lot of work done. I interviewed all these fabulous people. I went to parties. I got too stoned and had to like sit down. I was sat by the river and ate pancakes and I started eating meat again. All I wanted is ribs every day. And yeah, like I got back to New York and I was like, whoa, what, what is this feeling? I don't want to move. But I have so much to do. So I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of got depressed, but, um, I don't know. I'm learning how to cope with it. How do you cope with it? I think I just make art and stuff. Like, if I'm making stuff, I start to kind of dig myself out of that hole. I definitely took, like, two days where I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch Bob's Burgers and drink red wine and cook steaks, which I'm learning how to cook now. I'm a cooking queen. Uh, but I feel better now, and I think, I don't know. Thanks for, li- thanks for listening to me rambling my hot ass living room. I'm kind of like almost sunstroked out from the beach. But it was really good. I kind of, it gave me perspective. I'm like, okay, I'm in New York City. I'm doing all this rad shit. I get to travel and talk to people. And then it's like, you know, we lose people and and it sucks and it doesn't stop. And the older that you get, you're like, oh, oh, they keep going. We've all lost people. So if you just lost someone, I'm with you. Dana, I love you. Anybody listening that knows Dana, you know what a joy she brought. And I vow to keep this shit going for all of the lost soldiers. And, um, yeah, thank you. And this thing, too, why not? This is my little journal. You can be my therapist sometime. I used to be your therapist when I was bartending. And y'all came and told me all your business. But I won't, sh- I won't share it. I just share some of mine. So other than that, though, you know, I've been, like, making a lot of artwork. I've been painting a lot. I'm going to put some of the paintings up there. I actually um, have been really focusing on illustrating and painting and getting back to my roots and then getting ready for the summer, which is already in full swing. It kind of got a, like, slow start. It seems like it was so wet and 
gloomy and rainy, but now it's really beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, I've been reading the days where I was like, oh, um, I read, I finished the David Sedaris book, the latest one, Calypso. It was great. Know his readings, then you know what I mean. If you don't, then it's really delightful. It's a memoir on his life, and it's just funny ass short stories and really beautifully written. And then I started reading No Reservations by Anthony Bourdain, and this is I got a pretty cool edition because it has some um, markings that he hand wrote in there, and it's basically like he had re re went back and read the book after maybe ten or twelve years, so it's kind of like a retrospective him looking back on his own work. And that was kind of like, okay, these people are making stuff. They're creating these things to put them in the world. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So I need to sit down and get through this shit and come out on the other end. And I think today was uh, not like the other end from the, when I sat on that beach and was cold. I was like, oh, worked out and talked shit. And I was by myself. I love talking to somebody. And yeah, so here we are. But anyway, yeah, how do you deal with your shit? Do you deal with mental health? This is not no mental health podcast by a, uh, any means, but, you know, it's it's something that we talk, that, that I want to put out there and I want to be able to um, contribute to just the dialogue. Like, this shit is not easy out here. We are, I'm a millennial. I'm, like, the oldest millennial on earth. And, you know, like, our parents had it a lot different. Economically, we're all going through the shit. So it's important to me to be able to talk about it. But uh, anyway, other than that, yeah, it was good. It was good. This has been really good. So this is the third part of the uh, But I Love It Here series, and it features, it features Nick Speed. Nick Speed is one of the premier producers coming out of Detroit, rapper, artist, dope-ass guy, just like a nice man you know you just like meet people and you're like you just got good vibes like um basically i got his his contacts like right when i landed in detroit and then i text him and he hit me up and immediately was like yo come through this like the red bull stage at the at the electronic music festival or movement i can't get in my mouth movement and i'm like i, I you know i wasn't prepared to like right then because I was like you know this is kind of like a sit down thing but he was so open he's like yo you're gonna do it on your phone let's do it <laughs> and so um I went up and met with him the next morning he was spinning already it was probably like 10 a.m I think this man worked like nine events that whole weekend and we had a meeting set it up and the next day I was up on the Panopsicot building 20 20th floor up in his studio and it was amazing so we talked about uh Detroit we talked about you know, creating, making stuff. He was, we talked about him being a four-year-old DJ after winning a contest, and I put some of the audio in right after this, and that'll, we'll open up the show with that. And, it's, and uh, yeah, he was like four years old DJ, and so he was born for this. He's worked with people like, of course, Elzai. Uh, he is Libido Speedo, which is, I didn't know that. I love that album so much. Libido Speedo presents Elzai, Witness My Growth. 1997 through 2001. I think that's what it is. I might have gotten it wrong. It's my bad if I got it wrong, you guys. But he's worked with Danny Brown, Pusha T, Talib Kweli, freaking Big Sean, um, G-Unit, of course, uh, LP, Killer Mike. He's been he's worked with a lot of people, and he's holding it down in Detroit. One thing when it is 
that I felt guilty about when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'm leaving or whatever. Like, I got to get out of here and go see the world, which I'm really happy I have been able to do. And being back in Detroit was super special. And to have access to all these great people that I'm a fan of and grew up with, like, they were creating the soundtracks in my life. And definitely Nick Reed is, is one of those people. So it was an honor to get to sit down with them. We talked for a while. It was a good one. Yeah, so check it out. And keep... Keep uh, listening. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Fucking Rejects. So, yeah, keep an eye out for all the great stuff that he's going to be doing. He's he's pretty much an unofficial member of the Funkadelic squad. And he's interviewed, and he interviewed George Clinton, like, done so much shit. Uh, he has an art film documentary you can find on YouTube. He's been, he went to the Grammys this year representing. We talked about, like, how that actually happened, how you got to be, like, ready for the, how you get ready for something like that. So, yeah, so check out Nick Speed, all the stuff that he's doing. You can find him at Nick Speed ENT on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, pick up the Techno City USB cassette. It's dope. He gave me a copy of one. He has them available. I think if you just DM him, you can get one. Check out his TED Talk and all the great stuff that he's been doing. And thank you for listening to Fucking Rejects. Please go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a nice review. Be like, oh, she's cool. Whatever. Tell your friend. You know, if you really want to help me out, just tell somebody about it. Tell somebody that you think might like this. It's been a really great project. And I'm excited to introduce to you the She actually left me here, alone. Oh, sorry, I forgot you was out there. I'm Dwayne Beeman, the producer of Jump Tour. And since Anitra has left, I guess I'll have the honor of introducing the newest and youngest member of Jump Tour, the magnificent four-year-old Nicholas Speed. I'm Nick Speed, reporting for the Youth News Network. Charles, you are openly generous. Thank you. Every time you open your mouth, you show off your stupidity. Now could you shut your face and listen to the magnificent four-year-old Nicholas Speed as he interviews Marita Rivera, general manager of everyone's favorite radio station, WPFW. Hi, I'm Charles Lewis along with Nicholas Speed, and we're talking to Marita Rivera, general manager of WPFW, and we'll talk to her about WPFW's membership drive. How do you like your job? I like it very much because I think it's important for people to be able to talk to one another over radio and to share their ideas. All right, yeah, we in there. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. One, two, three. One, two, three, Detroit City. Are we on? We on. Are we recording? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, yeah. Why not? Well, well we are, people. <laughs> started up. Coming from the Penobscot building here with Nick Speed. What up, though? What's poppin'? How you feel? I'm so good. Thank you for coming back to Detroit. Yeah, thanks for... I appreciate um, you. I saw you in uh, Jessica Karen Moore's post. I was. That's yeah. Nice. 
Of course. Yeah, if you guys are working on some stuff together. We are. Yeah. We yeah. are. I'm glad she mentioned that. She is everything. Isn't she? <laughs> yeah. We love JCM. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> she invited me to um the Norwest Gallery last night and there was a it was a film screening for Freeze and Gucci and it was like about Detroit techno. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It was dope. Wow. It was really dope. I had a party last night, so I missed it. Did Techno City last night. Yeah. Came out with um free USB flash drive mixtape. Mm-hmm. The USB is in the shape of a cassette tape. So it's a USB mixtape. It yeah, looks like yeah. a cassette. I got one for you. It looks Thank like you so much. You know what? You want this one? I want that I want, one. Oh, she wants that one. There it is. You all want, yeah, sure, any of them. I want you know there you go. Thank you. Really I'll make beautiful. another one. Put I'll put um letter. I'll put a image of it up on the on the internet. Sure, I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yep. So, like you in New York now? I live in New York. I've been. Uh, I moved to New York. I left Detroit in two thousand and five. Wow. Yeah. That's right when I got on. Yeah. Cause uh, I think right when did uh so what came out in two thousand five was that that was when that is was my 50 growth cent. that was fifty cent. Me and L came out in oh four. Okay. Elzai. Right. What up, Elzai? Yeah, when is my growth? Yeah. Elzai. That um, album is, is uh, well, it was kind of like the soundtrack to Up Till I Left. Wow. I banged really? it so hard. Yeah. And when I was, I bartended in Detroit, I mean, uh, in Detroit, but in New York for many years. And when I was bartending, I, I <laughs> it had cuts on it on every single playlist I ever had oh my goodness. at the bar. It always had. He's Shout out to there. Elzai. That's yeah. all I can say. He he's the wizard behind all that magic. I just did my part and um pieced it together. Yeah. So that oh. would be my first official worldwide release. Yeah. When it's I had like a demo before that mm -hmm. that I that I ended up shopping. Ended up getting signed with uh Unit Records as an in-house producer. Yeah. So how'd that happen? Um, I took a Greyhound bus to New York. And I, I I was thinking I was about to meet Kanye West, mm -hmm. which I still never met him. Really? Never. That's so weird. I know, right? But shout out Kanye. What up, Kanye? Team. We love Ye. You know what I mean? I, but, I love Ye, yeah. But um, sure. hopefully we'll get a chance to work together in the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you took but, the bus and then? Yeah, I took a bus thinking, you know, just a young dude, $20 in my pocket on a Greyhound bus. Uh -huh. Detroit to New York, all the way through Canada. You went through Canada? Yeah, we had to go through Toronto. Oh. We ended up out there. Well, I ended up out there. I always say we. Well, who you who's who's we? You and who? I don't know. Who <laughs> you else? and your like your other. I always persona. say we. I'm just always like <laughs> including the team. Yeah, you know what I I'm hear saying? you, but because it is that. It's always yeah. uh it's always somebody helping me out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can't just take all the credit for myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm in here mostly by myself, making yeah. the music and stuff. Well, it definitely is a, a lot of people that help me. Shout out my little sister, Lauren Speed. She directed my new video. Yeah, what up, so when does out. that come out? Well, it'll be out by the time they hear this, but okay. it comes out tomorrow. Uh, and this is um, Demp Weekend or Movement Weekend. Movement Weekend, yeah. yeah. So I leaked the video on the flash drive. You know, I figured it's not really a radio song. I'll put a link to it. I it's dope it. though. Yeah, I, I got Thank a you. chance I just to look at it. it. Yeah, you. thanks for sharing that with me. No it's really beautifully done. And we were talking about how 
um, why I was saying it just feels so good. It's such feel good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. It's really uh, beautiful. Shout out done. to there's a few people helped me with that one too. You know, um, John Dixon played some keys on the end part of oh, it. Yeah. Um, Amir Johnson, who produced uh, for Big Sean and Nipsey Hustle, nice. he played the bass line for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Nowhere is who I actually sampled mm-hmm. for that. I got in communication with him, and he actually added like some super ill strings and I was gonna some ask dope about the guitar. Strings, yeah. So I had some extra called musicians that really helped me out, and you know I think that um, my inspiration for that song was the heart part one through four by Kendrick Lamar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know those are the songs that he just goes for the whole song. He yeah. doesn't have a hook. It's not for the radio. Right. It's just spitting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like rapping for me is almost like a hidden talent. Because uh, most people know me for producing or and or DJing. But right. like I've always like, you know, I always could rap. But production and DJing have always paid the bills. Yeah, so you rapping on it, and then um, so you using someone else's beat when you. Well, I made the beat. You made that beat. I made the beat. Oh, I just shit. had uh, people help me okay. playing on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I okay. made the beat, and then I had everybody like play on top okay. of what I made. So yeah. do you typically do everything like that? Do you, is it like a collaboration? That's one effort? of my. That's one of my processes. Okay. Like, uh, you know, if I have a sample, I always try to definitely play something on top of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully to take the sample out, honestly. Really? But I got in contact with Henry Nowhere from Cali. He um he was so gracious enough to not only clear the sample, but add something to my version. Nice. Which is very special. Is that typical? No. No. Oh yeah. Not at all. I don't know how many people have had that happen. That's pretty crazy. Like, so just, he he really was fucking with you then. He was. Yeah. He was. And, and that's super dope. Much love to him. He's producing like a lot of like dope rock music and whatnot mm-hmm. out there. In New York? In Cali. Oh, Cali. So okay. Look out for Henry Nowhere. He's Henry he's Nowhere. dope. I, I came across him on uh the hype machine. What's the hype machine? The hype machine is a website where they give you the top blog songs for that day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it just so happens that I came across the, you know, it's like hypem.com. Okay. I believe. And, um, you know, it's always like a little countdown or top 20, top 50 thing or whatever they do. So it's like a real, like, it's like real time what's actually happening in hip hop today. Hip hop, rock, indie rock, oh, so uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So. Nice. I always like for the last actually ten years been checking for this site. Yeah. And like one of my techniques was I was gonna remix stuff that I found on this site as like number one through five. Mm-hmm. And that way I could probably get on the blogs if I remix the song that's right at the top. And he might have been number one that day or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I like to catch stuff like the day it drops or yeah. something. Yeah. Some dope indie rock. Yeah. I feel like I have a better chance of collaborating with him, and it actually worked out this time. So shout out to my song, Throw Something. It'll I'll put be, a link up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be available by the time everybody hears this. Yeah. This will come out in two weeks. 
for sure. Yeah. So it'll be out. I'm it'll... doing a whole month of Detroit. Yeah, so. you know what? Let's <laughs> let's get let's get that boy to a million. Man. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least tell six figures right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then we we work our way up. But you know, I just was telling uh, the people that was helping me out as far as a promo. Not a radio song. We're not worried about the radio. Yeah. Right? Well, the radio is something completely different. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost like. And I do radio. Yeah. You know, I just did Red Bull Radio. Right. Like, all last week, I did, I do Shade 45 whenever. But, um, especially with me having outlets like that, I'm not concerned about, like, let me try to get on the FM waves and stuff right. like that. Even though I have access to them, it's just, you know, when the time comes, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I went platinum with my first release, so I know I definitely know how to make commercial music. Yeah. And great underground music. It's just whatever fits, whatever works, whatever it becomes, whatever yeah. it is. It's, I'm not thinking about it at the time that I'm making it uh-huh. of like, oh, this is good for the radio. I'm not thinking you just that. do the work. I just do the work, and then whatever it turns into is what it is. What's the difference for you? There is no difference. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't consider the radio. I don't consider the underground. I don't consider anybody but what I want to mm-hmm. hear. I'm normally in this room right here by myself. Yeah, this room is it. amazing. Thank you, I appreciate it. It's so cool. It's like the we, 20th we, we floor. Quite a few, yeah, we we quite a few floors up. This is like a dream. <laughs> First of all, I'm so I really appreciate you talking with me. It's been such a really uh, this project has been really cool. It's kind of taken off, and uh, like I'm a hip hop head. Like mm-hmm. um, I grew and up here. And we appreciate here, you for that. And and I swear, like. It's really kind of Detroit hip hop has informed who I am, and I've always like taken it with me. And and actually, a lot of my friends in New York they fuck with Detroit hip hop super hard. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, shout out my friend Prolific, uh, DJ uh, Prolific, Jason wow. Tormos. He's like, if I walk into the room, uh, there's gonna be a Detroit set, and he so might dope. already be playing that that's shit. And so it's all dope. and it's an entire like what? Set. What kind of song? Um, slum. Oh yeah, we got the fan on us up. He'll play uh, anything from all, all of it. Slum, Guilty, like That's YG. He'll play techno. I mean, yeah. we oh, at That's uh, LP's wedding uh, from Run the Jewels. We were there. They had this crazy wedding. I'm homegirls. Big up I'm LP. Home. Yeah, LP and Killer Mike. They are fucking amazing. So, so dope. Mass yeah. appeal. Yeah, straight. So my uh, my girl Emily Panic. They you know that they're like they're together. And um, Jason, he played like a whole just like. Deep techno wow. Detroit set. What? Really? <laughs> and everybody was microdosing a little mushrooms. They didn't know what was going on. Whoa. It was the best But room. you know what? I love doing stuff like that. Like, I, I just go out of town and I just play what I would play in the hood. Yeah. Like, if I was on a block party right now, this is what I would play. And that's how I DJ. Yeah. So I, just share, I just share my music collection. Yeah. So you got, like, a, you have a lot of records and... Oh, you ain't even seen I mean, yet. I figure. Like, these like, is just a couple of them. I'm about to really, I'm about to empty out my storage. Bring them down here. I never had all my records in one place. I actually have enough records to probably start a small record store. You ever thought about <laughs> doing that? Yeah, I did think about doing that. Yeah. I I, but I buy records. I don't sell records. Okay. Well, then, but, but like, you would you what? even want to sell them, or would you just have them? Like, no. You never know. <laughs> no. You never know. You never know. I mean, I guess it'll free up some space. It could be pretty powerful. 
I mean, people like records. I I know I got some good ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, and you I know probably I can charge get some a premium rate for a couple of them. Sure. Yeah, sure. I <laughs> so, see that welcome you know. to Detroit up there. <laughs> oh, I mean, in addition to that, I'm um I'm coming out with a turntable real soon. Nice. Oh, you are? Dope. A portable turntable. It's still in the works right now. That's cool. I love, as you can see, I love portable things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> My sure, portable yeah. studio. Definitely. So, look out for the Nick Speed portable turntable. Yeah, it's yeah, coming soon yeah. because I was just releasing a lot of my stuff vinyl only. Okay. You know, and that was a great market for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to digitize a couple of those albums now, mm-hmm. finally. Because, you know, everybody's online. That's why I had to come out with the USB mixtape. It makes sense. You know, I let's think get brilliant. it directly to the people. But also, like, it looks like a cassette. It's brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like, really, a lot, a lot of people hit me up about that. And I'm going to start providing that as a service. So. Yeah. Follow uh, the, the Speed brand on Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll put everything up there. So, you yeah. grew up in Detroit? I did. So I, I've been here mm-hmm. since six years old. Since you were six? Before that, where were you? I was born in Los Angeles. Oh, you are born in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do I was you... born at Cedar Sinai Hospital. Oh, shit. That's and then not only that, um, my dad got a job at BG very early on. So, by the time I was about three years old, five or six, I lived in Washington, D.C., because that's where BT was based right. okay. at that time. Okay. And my father brought music videos to BT. So he had wow. a chance in the 80s to um, bring to light people like Sade, mm-hmm. Trees Russian. I mean, mm-hmm. all of the illest, dopest, especially 80s music. Uh, so, and rap. You know what I mean? Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, early days. So you were watching those videos? Oh, I mean, I was rap was already out before I was born. Right. So it was like, I feel like I'm the first generation rap baby. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel you. Like, For sure. Rapper's Delight and whatever else was out mm-hmm. already. So when I came out the womb, rap is almost the first thing I heard. I know it's a lot of kids that grew up specifically off rap. But there's people that was born before me, and they grew up off some Motown, some disco. Yeah. Stuff like that. Of course, Michael Jackson. Right. But he was kind of hip-hop, too, though. Why you say that? Because he used to beatbox. He used yeah. To be, like, he was, I mean, he come from Motown. So, even Marvin Gaye was rapping back in the 70s. Yeah. James Brown you gotta was listen. Rapping, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you got to listen. Uh, George Clinton. George, all yeah, Detroit, yeah. right? Yeah. But you got to, like, really listen to. Uh, there's an album that me and Elzai connected on. Hear my dear, hear my dear, by Marvin Gaye. Okay, okay. Um, also, it's probably his least selling album, and that was just like my pops in them joint. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So just to see that anybody else was up on that album, we just instantly became friends. So when did you guys meet? Um, right when I got out of high school. Oh, okay. I might have still even been in high school. I heard his music. You did? Yeah, and then. Yeah, it was on like a local radio station. I knew his verses before I met him. Um, and yeah. then and then um, DJ House Shoes was producing him, uh-huh. as well as coaching me how to make beats. So you learned from House Shoes. I did. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, he's great. And um, that was the first NPC I really used. This real. Um, so I was making a couple little beats here and there, just wherever I could. Mm-hmm. 
took me a couple years to get my own equipment. But you know, we would pay like dudes like I don't know, twenty, thirty dollars a time. We come over there or something yeah. like that. Who knows? I don't even remember. That's fair shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 20, that's a come 20, up. Twenty dollars a time. You know what I mean? A little kid, <laughs> like no job, nothing. Then you know. Yeah, yeah, that makes like, it real. You know, we, like Saturdays, we just go over there and he'll let us like use his beat machine or something like that. Yeah. Or he'll program the beat for us even back then, before we knew how to program for real, and we got our own equipment. Um, was able to, you know, my mind really opened up when I was able to program it myself right. at home. How long did that take you to? I would almost say two years. Yeah, I think it takes about two years. I say it yeah. probably take about five years to really. Realistically, get on from the time you start. That's about how long it took for me. So you grew up. You grew up in. Uh, you were you were born West in L.A. Detroit, yeah, yeah, and tell me about up, growing up in Detroit. Uh, so different from. Well, I don't even barely remember L.A. But all little D.C. Only with the kindergarten there. So I came here for like first, second, third, whatever. I definitely was in the ghetto. And um, honestly, I feel like it had to be like 20 people that lived in my house, my grandma's house. It was a huge house, one of them big Detroit houses. Yeah, yeah. That's so everybody kind of had enough room, but it was still, I just remember, you know, we had a dog, all type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was just, <laughs> I think we lived in the attic. Where, uh, on the west side? Dexter. Dexter. Dexter between Davidson and Joy Road. Then okay. I moved off of Joy Row when I got my first place. That's where me and Elzai actually made a song called, what do I call it? I don't even know. It's it's really not even out yet, but we did a song. We did a whole couple projects with my CD burner really? I got for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's the shit. Yeah, that's and so uh, cool. I had like a little, I had this actual uh, mixer right here. This picture. If you take a picture I of that, take sure. A picture of it, and yeah, then sure. um, I used that and plugged in That's like a crazy. little mic like this and uh, recorded straight to the CD burner, MP, and we did. Um, I guess we call it high ghetto. What? Like, what do you like? Hello isn't like high isn't hello. Okay. Like okay. high ghetto. You okay. know what I'm saying? And I have to play that for you, but yeah, yeah. It was something that we just did in the living room with the handheld mic. How were you? So you guys the same age? No, oh, it was a couple of years older than me. Oh, so me and you were the same age. Yeah, cause he's um. Yeah. Wow. So. I mean, but you know, um, fortunately, you know, he just took a liking to our music and us as people. Been down ever since. Making music, I know, right? Yeah. That's, That's my dog, though. He's my so dog. Cool. Yeah, like. Y'all both got the same um energy. Super calm, but really yeah. focused on your work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's probably how we always lived, though. I didn't even, you know, it's not planned. I mean, I was chilling with him, and he was really on the phone with, um, he's working on these projects. He was on the phone trying to find the right speed for a beat. <laughs> and oh, it was like they so were going detailed, back wasn't and it? I know it was so detailed. It was so detailed. And I don't even, I he don't like, know the language. He like, can you do it up like? 1.2%. You literally, that's what it was like. I was like, oh my God. 
And it's hey, like, low-key, well, I might get some of that from him. I don't know. He might get some of it from me. But it's good, know. though. It's really meticulous. It's, it's like you're building something. Very meticulous. Yeah. I mean, but you can tell from any Ozai rap that he's very meticulous. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all and are honestly, I'd be like, how did you come up with this? I still don't know. I mean, in my opinion, Eminem, Royce, and Ozai are the coldest ever. Yeah. And then, right. you know, you got people like Free Lord Wine. Just Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big Herc. Now we got a lot of Damn, great rappers. So now, so that, now that I'm starting to name people, mm-hmm. now it's, they gonna get mad. That's okay. But I mean, it's Travis like, Chandler. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, so many people. One below. It, it, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Oh, so I'm so, just gonna start yeah. it off with those names. Um, and then hey, the rest of y'all, we y'all too. Detroit hip hop for sure. So. Um, so you guys did, so you did Witness My Groove. And then what, can you tell me about Libido Speedo? So I came up with that. You did? That shit is um, so, I've heard you. it a million times in my life. Libido, Somebody just Speedo. asked me to bring back Libido. Yo, I told, that's, yeah. So can you do like a re-release or how does you that work? You know what? So Libido Speedo. Nobody ever asked me this, but let me explain this. You, I think you might be the only person to get this answer. Um... That was, okay, so you have to remember, 2004, before I came out as an artist yeah. or a producer or anything, came out with Libido Speedo Presents, Elzai, Witness My Growth. What was it, 1997 through 2004? I know that's such a long title, right? But it was all it's needed. It's art, whatever. It was all needed. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it just makes sense. And that's the full title. Libido Speedo Presents. Elzai witnessed my growth 1997 through 04. All right, so that's kind of like a Lost Tapes type of uh, project. So due to the fact that I knew that I didn't come out as an artist yet, mm-hmm. I didn't come out as a rapper yet, I didn't come out as a producer yet, just like my first thing ever that the public is going to hear. Wow. So I said, I'm not going to call myself Nick Speed yet. I'm going to call myself Libido Speedo. So you're Libido Speedo? I am Libido Speedo. <laughs> oh, you're Libido Speedo? That's me. Oh, Libido man. Sounds, Libido Speedo. Damn. Yeah. New Dilla Elsa. Oh, oh, my God. I'm dead. Off that Dilla joint. <laughs> yes. Dilla heard my voice before. Some oh, people say shit. that he sampled it on Donut, but who? nobody will ever know. We will never know. Yeah. It did sound like me on that. Yeah. It did, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it sounded like it might have been one of my years. Dope Head was the first person to tell me that. Like, dog, I think Dilla sampled you, dog. I'm going to get a Like, bro, don't hype me up, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But I know he did hear my voice for sure because yeah. I was on Witness My Growth yelling and screaming, yeah. So like, you know. You. I was wondering which one of you it was. <laughs> I was trying to be like, well, I know. Libido, oh. Speedo. <laughs> Witness My Growth. <laughs> So that was my DJ Clue impression. Oh, Basically. man. Wow. Funk Master Flex, DJ Clue. So that, like, I was always inspired by New York yeah. mixtapes because African Festival was at Hart Plaza and I used mm-hmm. to just get all the bootlegs. Yeah. And then like my pops did live in New York too at one point. So I would go there and record the radio. I mean, how could you not be influenced by New York? Because they started hip hop. I've been listening to it since like it came out. So I always, I don't know, for some reason, I just always thought that little hype DJ in the back was just dope. 
That shit is dope. Drop a bomb and shit. Yeah, like, dropping bombs. Yeah, slow it down. I'm yeah, gonna play it again. I'm a, I, I remember uh, when uh, Kanye and Jay Z did. Uh, what, what's the first song that they dropped? Oh, what's Otis. the name of that song? Yeah, Otis. When they dropped it, Funk Flex played it for like an hour. An hour. Yeah, he played it for an hour. So, in my opinion, I always wanted any one of my songs to be that hot. So I figured I'm gonna be the DJ too. Uh-huh. And just make it sound like somebody else was like hyping it up, like yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. All that. <laughs> yeah. But I was the DJ and the artist. Like I just yeah. was like adding that to my own music, kind of like as like a since I didn't have Funk Flex, well, <laughs> I didn't have <laughs> DJ Clue, yeah. so clue, I just clue, uh, clue. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, all that reverb, Clue, 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 Clue. Yeah, who kid? All of them. <laughs> So who are so, your uh your who who do you look up to as DJs when you're younger? DJ Premier and P Rock off top. Hell yeah, off top. Just because I heard their scratches through music, that's before I had access to their mixtapes and stuff. And then I would just hear like Gangstar and P Rock and CL Smooth. Just uh, I just love their scratch patterns and stuff like. So I would teach myself how to DJ in my room off of Dexter. I just like I would go outside, ride bikes and stuff like that, and steal candy from the gas station and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we thought that was so funny. It was fun. It was hilarious. Like it was we, funny we, we like we like this guy didn't even see me take the Snickers bar. Like I was like twelve. Like I don't know. Being, that is doing golden age stuff. for sticky fingers. Yeah, like, we like, used to go to the grocery stores as a oh my god, just and for then, no reason. We would go to the malls. We would like swap tags <laughs> and shit. Right, All TJ Maxx. We would load up. We would go to uh, Victoria's Secret because this is like when right. we grew breasts, right. and we would like just put on six bras and exactly. fucking walk out, you know. Exactly. And and it was fun until my friend got caught. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's we're always like, oh, fun okay. till you get caught. <laughs> yeah. We're like, okay. I think that was not. But she also, yeah, she was. I got caught. I got caught one time at Best Buy. Oh, it was so bad. What'd you have? Some CDs. Dumbass. Was it like the the alarm went off? No, sweating. actually, before I even, you know how they had that little uh, thing that you walk through? It's like a sensor thing yeah. or something. Like, yeah. you're supposed to, like, catch the Yeah. Right? Before I even got to that, the security guard just put his arm out, clothesline me, like, oh, oh. where do you think you going? <laughs> even watching you the whole Called time. Called the Dearborn police. My mom was in a whole other store. I was like, mom, I'm about to just go to Best Buy real quick. I'm trying to load up. <laughs> What was I thinking? Well, everyone did. You know, it's like you gotta get chocolate. And that music. was it for me. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't steal anymore. No, after, that. After, after that, I was like, oh, this is. I was done. Anymore. Oh yeah, it was fun while. Did they put you it. in like the store jail? Something like that. Yeah, it was like a little store jail. Yeah, I heard about it. Thank <laughs> like God, the I back never room, been there. and then like they had like some you know little RoboCop dude pull up, and then I was like, my mom is right over there. What'd your mom say? Oh, oh, yeah, I probably got in trouble. <laughs> but she still was probably like, Nicholas, you can't be doing stuff like I yeah. mean, I was done after that. Like, that wasn't fun anymore. You weren't a troublemaker growing up? Yeah, you know, no, I was uh, quiet. I was to myself. Corona told me she was um, a kind of a bully. Wow. No, I was... I always had those big, huge headphones, like Beats by Dre. Yeah. Like but way before they yeah. was in style. Yeah. Like, 
see, all this is in style now. Like, they used to bake me for having these huge headphones on. <laughs> yeah. They used to be cooking my ass. They used to be like, bruh, what is them huge headphones? <laughs> like, because back then, people used to have, like, little headphones that you get from the beauty supply. Yeah. <laughs> With a phone For a dollar. Like, yeah. yeah like, yep. So, I'm all trying to be professional. Get the $20 headphones. Yeah. $20, though. Again, I mean, back then, that's like $100. Right. I'm asking moms, you feel me? I might have cleaned the whole house all week just to get some <laughs> headphones, some cost headphones or something. That's you know, I, like in the summertime, you'd be wearing Timberlands and skull caps and looking like red hot chili peppers. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I was like definitely one of the original weird hipster kids, for sure, like. Ain't nobody. I'm off of Dexter. Where's gang banging going down? Yeah. YBI, crack sales. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Detroit was. They was probably listening there. to yeah. Curtis Mayfield. They weren't even listening to rap. They was listening to Detroit's Most Wanted and Spice One. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I was listening to Spice One too, but I, I still be listening to Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah. Like, what is this, bro? <laughs> Man, get this. It's a homo. That's the type of. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Do you think kids got that? No. Like, I'm MTV first generation when they used to have spring break with, I used to watch uh, Yo! MTV Raps. Yeah, yeah, fab, yeah. I used to watch uh, Rap City on BET. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just taught myself off of watching TV. Um, yeah. I mean, because I was the same. I mean, we moved around a lot, and yeah. I was an orchestra nerd. I played right, for sure. violin. Band geek. Yeah, band geek. So yeah. I was the only black girl in the orchestra. We would go to Blue Lake, did all the camps and everything. I did a competition. So. <laughs> I did the whole thing. My grandma, you know, I had this long, fucking ugly, black, <laughs> velvet crush. Now I'll be, like, wearing it, but it's like a, right. a vel crushed velvet turtleneck long sleeve dress that went to the floor. Man, and I was just like, so oh, funny. man. But that was, like, where I had to I wear. I know. I hated all that kind of Ooh, stuff And my hair, I had, like, the... um. Basically a mullet shit. I had the top <laughs> short, like in a mushroom with the back long. Uh, oh, you was man. looking like one of them girls off the Daisy Duke video. Yeah, I mean, pretty like uh, like the salt and pepper, but with Sa like hey, there you go. Well, exactly just like that, like Jeanette Beckman's photo, the asymmetrical. Now I got pretty much. I actually, I actually <laughs> have the same, except for now the long parts dreadlocks wow. though. Look nice though. That's cool. So, yeah, answer, like, yeah. you know, I would just um, always listen to the radio. I feel like my, um, a lot of my production, album-wise, is based off of radio production. How's that? Because, like, I always just try to set it up like it's on the radio. Okay. To make it look bigger. To make it sound bigger, like. Mm -hmm. Well, you're sounding I always, always Yeah, I always imagine yeah. being, you know, in that top eight at eight. And you oh, hear that man, yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I even know how to do it exactly like how they use it. it. Number one. You have a career in voiceover, first of all. Hey, I could, I could, <laughs> hey, you know how Jamie Foxx can imitate anybody? Yeah. Like, like, I don't even try, but anybody who I come across, I probably can't imitate them. Not even on purpose. I don't know why, but I guess, uh, you know, when you imitate people, that's flattery, right? Can you do one? <laughs> I don't know. All right, you gotta you just did one. <laughs> oh, Do the countdown. Uh, the countdown? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Like, top eight today, Bushman. Like, yes, you know. <laughs> yes. Dr. Darius. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know. You know, that's that's how they do their voice right that there. And it'd be like, uh, you know, it, it, it just had that countdown voice. Like, I don't know who that voice was, but it always like, sounded dope. So were you doing that at an early age? Were you kind of like- Yeah, I was doing that? radio since four yeah. years old. Four years old is when I started being able to work boards, record myself. Four? Four. One, two, three, four? One, two, three, four. Pre-kindergarten. Tell me about that. So when I moved to D.C., there was uh, the Children's Museum, and they had a, a program for kids to do a radio show. I was the youngest one. That's brilliant. And it was like somehow, some way, I, I don't remember the whole process, but I think I basically went to an audition, and they said I talked well for my age. Mm-hmm. Were so you like they, a little hype man back then? No, I think I was a little shy, like, but I knew how to probably, probably memorize whatever questions they told me to ask people. They might give me like, for who knows, from what I remember, it seemed like they might have been like, all right, say blah, blah, blah. And then like, I just say it. Okay. I probably didn't know what it meant. I was a little baby, like I was like really a little. You're baby. like all I know is I'm a I'm a radio star. Yeah, and we doing I was it really right now. famous though off of that. Yeah, like, I might be the youngest on air DJ ever. You got any photos of that? Absolutely. Oh my god, will you please share with me? For sure, I'll, oh, I'll send it to you. Up, yeah. Like I uh I met the president of the United States. Which one? Reagan. Damn. Yeah, probably Damn. like eighty five. Okay. Yeah, so that was crazy because. I found the paperwork for it one time, and they was asking for my social security number. I'm like, damn. I didn't even know I had a social security number back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I probably would have said, what's a social security number? Like, I, You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, memorize it. So do you have a lot of uh, musicians in your family? Um, I have my Uncle Melvin Jackson. He played bass for Eddie Harris. I know his name. Yeah, yeah Funky yeah. Skull. Oh. He dropped the album in like '69, and he he also had he also played bass for um, Aretha Franklin. Mm. Probably back in the '60s, anything to do with Atlantic Records, and okay. he also, um, like I said, Eddie Harris. Listen here, he did Montreux and all that. Mm. Like probably in the '50s is when Miles Davis lived in Detroit. There was this big bebop jazz scene, right? In Detroit, Donald Byrd. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather's brother, Sonny Red, he was on Blue Note. He was like best of friends with Donald Byrd. Yeah. They grew up in the North End together. So those are the family members. I never really met Sonny Red. He died like damn near when I was born. And then, uh, like I said, that's my grandfather's brother, Melvin mm-hmm. Jackson. So he's 83 right now. All he does is make music. Yeah. Does he make it? Does he do uh, like what does he do? He got a keyboard and a, and a laptop. I'm telling you, he going hard. Okay. He got some cold little beats too. One time, nice. I hit play on one of his beats. It had the 808s and everything. I was like, man, get out of here. I could. I was like, I know I'm gonna be just like him. Yeah. Cause he had a stroke, too, and he was like, cause he played bass, but he was like, I gotta get my hand back. So he bought a keyboard. Just so he could just play it every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've seen the healing power of music. Like I've seen him like start looking younger, seeing him just wow. get healthier, yeah. and him just playing on his keyboard for the whole day, hours and hours and hours. 
And that's all he wanted to do. That's all he still wants to do. Music it's, is healing. It's amazing. It's like, absolutely I, I, I definitely seen the healing power. Yeah. Him buying that keyboard just to get his hand back. He got it back. Now he bought, he went and bought him another stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. You know? Shout yeah. out Uncle Melvin. Yep. So you have any silver? You have a sister. I know you have a sister. Yeah, I have one sister. That's it. That's it. So. Yeah. And okay. then, um, you know, I never met my dad's parents either because they died, like, back in the 60s. So yeah. he was young when they passed. Yeah. And he was... Second youngest. But, um, he said that his mother knew how to play piano. So you come from a musician? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. For the so, honestly, it wasn't no influence besides my parent, my people having good taste in music. Right. They just had good taste in music, and I grew up in an era of like hip hop, which I saw myself being more like a DJ. Based off of the, my radio experience okay. at four years old, so I just automatically knew that I knew how to work boards and stuff. So just imagine, by the time I'm seven, I've been doing this three years already. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's pretty crazy. By the time I'm ten, twelve. You're by the time I was ten, I was recording myself DJing in my room. So when did you start rapping? I do remember writing a rap in elementary school, but um. I don't even remember that, but I do remember the first time I probably recorded myself. Could have been on a karaoke or something like that. Uh, yeah, but, that was um, Nick Speed in effect, because I rhyme hard. Right dope jazz, yeah, the whole nine yards. Like that, like, yeah. that was my first rap that I remember recording. I still got it. And it was on the back of like an LL Cool J slash uh, MC Breed you dub. Over it. <laughs> yeah. I taped it at the very end, so it had to be like '92. I remember recording myself, so I always recorded myself from day one because I knew how to record since I was four. So it's just you know, by the time I was twelve, I got I was recording mixtapes at basically ten, you know. So what instruments do you play? I can play a little keys and little a little uh, drums, but you know. Like, one of the most inspirational stories, my dad and Quincy Jones were always really cool. Because he's young. He, they always told me that, like, there was a story of, it was Quincy's birthday in L.A. And they took me to the office, like, almost like a newborn. Like, yo, we about to drop Thriller. And, my, and he's telling my dad about his plans. And it was just, like, me, my mom, and my dad, I guess. Pick me up and sing the scales of music in my ear, like Do Re Mi Fa So La Ti Do Quincy. So I always used to have my mom tell me the story. I don't remember it, you know. Yeah. But I would always ask her to tell me the story, and she always told me the same exact story. She like breathed it into you. Yeah. They well, actually, they said that uh, once Quincy passed me back to my mom, I just threw up all over. Wow. <laughs> she was like, I was so glad you did not throw up on his nice sweater. Because he had one of those Bill Cosby sweaters. Mom's for the win. Right. Mom's be taking that she shit. She took that through a... Through so, have, are you still in contact with him? I do have a contact. I do have a contact. I haven't um, had a chance to pull up on him yet, though. Next time I'll go to L.A. Yeah, you should. When were you in L.A.? For the Grammys. Oh right, yeah, Elle told me you were there. Yeah, I was, there I was the around. Grammys, I was yeah. there for that. 
Yeah, yeah. How first, was that? I mean, I mean, my first Grammys. It that was, was the first one? I mean, you always dream about this. So, you know, I got the book around here. Somewhere yeah, I want to see it. What was it just, like? It was cool. It was at the Staples Center, and it was just a bunch of people. Everybody's somebody. And that was just my way of um, figuring out how it works. So when I do win a Grammy, I could just like already be prepared. Yeah, for sure. You know. You will. Like, okay, I heard this one pimp say, right? He said, you can't take somebody from the project straight to Hollywood. First, you got to move them downtown. Yeah, right? Then you got to move them by the park. Uh, he might have said the park first. Then he said downtown. He said, then take them to the suburbs. Then maybe they might be ready to go to Hollywood because they got to be used to being around money. Yeah. Just imagine sending one of those fine cars. You know how when you close the door, you go, you know, you you don't just slam those doors. No. You close them gently. And some, they pull themselves closed now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you used to driving a neon every day, you gonna slam the door and cost somebody fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? So that's the whole point of me going to the Grammys now, figuring out the play. How does it work? Where do we sit at? Who do we network with? Were you nervous? Not at all. I yeah. was having a ball. Yeah. Like, hey, whoever ain't never drove in LA, you gotta drive. Yeah, I always drive in LA. You gotta, you gotta yeah. get a rental. Nice. Gotta, well, the Uber gotta, is different, but the drive is special. No, nah, because L.A. too big. So Ubering and trying to catch the bus and all that, that ain't, oh, okay. that ain't the same way. So, it's already big enough where you're not going to link up with all your people anyway. So when you're... And were you working out there? Did you do some DJ gigs? Or you just went for the Grammys? So when you were at the Grammys, because I ain't never been to the Grammys yet. Okay. I'm going to go one day. So what was that process like? Like, was it like an all-day thing? Paint a picture. It kind of was. Um, got to there, I had to go get the passes. You know, you got to pick them up. But they let you know, yeah, they're here. Okay. Just line up the papers. And probably like the next day, they had, they had it almost at two different venues. Oh. So earlier in the day is everything that's not televised. Okay. And later on, they have everything. They don't tell you what's going to be televised. Oh, really? Huh. So you almost want to go to both of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the buildings are right next to each other. I think it's like, I want to say the Microsoft uh, building, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever, next to the Staples Center. And, you know, it was basically between those two. You went to both? Nah, I didn't make the first one. So I was just trying to get my fit together. You what'd know. You, what'd you wear? Oh, I had this cold little stuff. Like yeah. my dog KWD style. He put all these rhinestones on like the little uh part that go around the neck on the on the suit. Nice. And, on the lapel and, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um down the side of the pants. Yeah. It was some it, it was kind of some MJ vibes. Hell a little yeah. bit. That'd you be know good. what I'm saying? Wait, you wore gators? What did I have? I gotta ask. You know what? I had I had to slide on them though. All right, all right. They was some little, a proper, um, proper. Yeah, that was fresh. That yeah. was fresh. I was super fresh. Everybody was like, "Man, where'd you get that outfit from?" And my stylist was out there, so that was big. That was big for me. 
just to be out there, period, though. I, I just was so happy to network. Then, like, a couple famous people was like, where'd you get your outfit? I was like, dude, this fit was cold. <laughs> but, you know, it was fun. It was fun, though. Um, definitely, like, a lot of people just walking through. It's the Staples Center, so it's yeah. a lot of people. It was big. How many people were there? Had to be a few thousand. Yeah. So, but I had some good seats. I paid for some good seats, and then I don't even want to say it on air, but you know, okay. I figured yeah. out a way to get some better seats. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. I remember. I think we paid thirty dollars for McDonald's at Staples Center. I was Delicious. with I was with a couple people. Like, it was the best French fries you ever had? Oh my god. What made them? It was some Grammy French fries, my nigga. <laughs> that Grammy. You don't even happy understand. Meal. That was a Grammy fry. Like, Let me get uh, some of them Grammy there, nuggets. You know, you be trying to be too cute. Yeah, like, I don't, don't want no right. I don't, I don't want no ketchup. Don't catch up fuck my outfit. <laughs> just give me some so, fries. So, that, just that little snack got you together. Oh, man. That's all you need. You know what? Like, I don't, I don't eat McDonald's that much, but when I do, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I don't eat McDonald's <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? But there's a time for it. And I it think was that, time that's, that's proper. That's I know we shit. paid $30 for that McDonald's. Yeah, it was, was so overpriced. Yeah, well, they got to. They got to. I mean, we had to. <laughs> yeah. We so you did. Um, so you went to Grammys. You have, you've had some really big events. You did TED Talk. Can you tell me about TED Talk? Yeah, I did TED Talk last year. They hit me it's up. And, um, you know, they actually wanted me to perform. I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. Like, I put together... Grand performance. You know what I was thinking about? The Grammys. Yeah. That's exactly what I was so thinking about. So this is pre That was pre though. before I knew I was even going. So you fucking spoke it into existence. Literally. Yeah. Because I just thought like, well, let me pull up my favorite performances from this year, which at that point was like Logic, that 1-800-Suicide. Yeah. And like Kendrick Lamar on the Grammys or something like which was probably about the same amount of time that I had to perform. I was like, okay, I kind of got to probably go through a little medley. But I noticed that both, of, let's just say Logic and Kendrick, they all had like a lot of people on stage with them. It was this big, huge production, right. but only because they had a whole bunch of people with them. But it's still a solo set, right? Mm -hmm. I said, how could I get a whole bunch of people on stage with me? Said, you know what? I'm about to get a marching band from one of the high oh, yeah. schools. I got with Cass Tech. Oh, yes. Which is the best. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, that yeah. I've worked with. It's some good, it's some good bands out here. Don't get me wrong. But Cass, but yeah, they have the support Cass and everything. Is just yeah. like they got so many wars to prove it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even go to Cass, but it's Where'd just, you, go? you know, they were dope. Uh, I went to TMA, Communication okay. and Media Arts High School. So I'm basically learned from a journalist's perspective. But I just applied it to creative writing. No, but went to cast, got with uh, Miss Island, and um, we we put the band together. Like, cause I was I was like, okay, you know what? Let me get some kids. Like, let me get Mosaic. Yeah. Couldn't get Mosaic, but cast. They had the dancers, the instrumentalists, or everything. So it was about thirty kids or something. Had them all wearing the same, you know, shirt so you that I designed. They might not realize it yet. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. You know, they might not realize even who I am like that yet. That's cool. They'll realize it later. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Hopefully, I did change somebody's life. But there are some very sharp kids over there. Like, they're incredible. 
I'm actually um, helping host something over at Cass on Friday. Oh, okay. Like um, the band teacher, she's been there since 1990. This is her year that she's retiring. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Miss Allen. So, I mean, Big Sean, nowhere. He went to Cass. Okay. Like, you know, Diana Ross went to Cass and stuff like that. Like, so it's just a super dope thing that uh, for me to be able to work with these incredibly talented kids. But I always give them like an ultimatum, like, you got to get all A's if you want to work with me. Or you got to graduate first. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because you got to earn this. Because I had to. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a job. I had to pay shoes like $20, $30 a week. And then on top, after that, I had to buy my own equipment. And on top, after that, I had to buy a bunch of records and sounds and yeah. CDs and DJ equipment and whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, nothing given to me. I don't remember none of these niggas giving me <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know? So, um, have you worked with kids before? Was that your first time working with kids? I always work with kids. Okay. I was in a kid program when I was little. That's how I was able to meet the president and right. be on the yeah. radio. So, I just give back in that type of way. Because yeah. that was vital to my career. Working with kids is really interesting. I worked with kids for a long time. Um, I, like, all- I like working with kids, especially yeah. when they're bright. But, like, like for instance, I went to a, a middle elementary and middle school the other week. I was just like, it was a career day. Brought my DJ stuff. Nice. All the little kids act like they knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You know, like, yeah. this random. That's how it is when you're little. You want to be something, and, you, and, and you're, like, being told the world is yours, but then as you get, you hit, like, 12, then you're like, well. I was I, just you know? about to say that. Yeah. Seventh, yeah, go eighth for graders it. graders was like, I don't know. Like, man, y'all about to be grown. What is wrong with y'all? Yeah. I'm like. Look, you started now, you'll be probably good at five in five years. Starting now, you might be on in five years. You yeah, got a lot yeah. of time. Yeah. I'm in middle school. Might as well get it going now. And that and that's a message to all the kids listening right now. You know, get started now. Get started. And you don't gotta be perfect. Like I was looking on some like Reddit or something, and it was like um, You're not gonna be perfect. Twenty percent is okay because twenty percent is better than zero percent. Absolutely. You know, just start it. And then on top of that, you know, it's like I started young, and I know that they're starting younger and younger these days because of yeah. technology. Right. So were the kids engaged with you? Because technology is changing the way that people are are. Uh, yeah, because you know what? Like I let a couple of them, uh, like get on the little turntables or whatever, and just yeah. like they was just hearing the sound, like like oh wow, this is dope. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, so maybe one of those kids, who knows, maybe they might be like, I used to DJ when I was growing up. Like, they might be, uh, who knows? Yeah, were any of them, like, um, especially stand out? This one second grader actually stood out, because I couldn't believe he was in second grade, because he was answering all the questions. Yeah. On it. How old are you in second grade? Uh, Like, seven or something? No, I think you're, like, eight? eight, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Because he was the youngest one, but he seemed the most mature out of everybody. Well, I, I was, was like, just like shocked. Like how he was, right? He was four. I know, but he must have older parents or something. He was just <laughs> he answering too many questions. Exactly what he needed yeah, to, to know. Yeah, like he was talking. Like I swear, the younger it went, the the more uh, in tune they seemed to be. Well, and then it's really like you're kind of show- you're told you can do whatever. 
And yeah. then you're shown as you get older that they're like, oh, well, you, you should really be a doctor. You shouldn't be an artist or you should do this or you shouldn't do that. And people start to fucking believe it. Like, it's easy yeah. to believe it when you're a kid, yeah. you know? So by the time you're like 20, you're like, oh, I just got to get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm about to just right. do, you know, whatever. And and those, and you know, for me, it's like, especially when I was teaching, because I was, I was running, I never was a teacher in a school. I was always like working at a museum. And my yeah. first job was teaching art right. uh, at the Boys and Girls Club. I used and, to go there. Yeah, the one in the, um, it's in Royal Oak. I used to go there. Mine I used to was teach in there. the hood on Collinwood yeah. and Dexter. I I did a teaching, you know, it was like a, a summer program because back then the teenagers had a summer program. Hey, working. actually, they used to let me DJ there too. Yeah, so at, that was at your the first... Boys and Girls Club back yeah. in the day. Like That's they used it. to let me. Like I was a little kid, but they had like a little. Uh, I don't want to call it a radio station or something. It seemed like it was though. It seemed like they had a little setup in there. Where they, they probably was, did. It was letting me, uh, like, play little music and stuff in there. I remember that back in the day. I, I don't know if I. That was a really or... good space. Yeah, it was like I was. They gave me. I was just like a camp counselor, but I gravitated towards the art room. Does that still exist, Boys and Girls Club? Uh, there's the one that I used to uh, teach at. It was used to there. Uh, I'm not sure though. I, I think I haven't so. heard a lot about those though. I haven't. But you know, I'm willing to help if uh, you know. Always, always for the future. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Always for the youth. Always for inspiring. Trying to, you know, push push forward. You are inspiring. Thank you. Thank, no, Thanks thank, for making well, stuff. Come on. I mean, and I'm just inspired by people that inspired me, such as yeah. Barry Gordy. Yeah. Such as Smokey Robinson, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. I don't know I'm naming a lot of Motown artists. Oh, name them. Say their name. That's the one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's who made it. Feel like it was possible for me because they was in Detroit. Well, yeah, that's like the one thing as as a musician here. It must be for George Clinton, yeah. Eminem, Jay Dilla. We have arguably the best rapper ever, Eminem. Yeah. Arguably the best producer ever, Jay Dilla. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna argue yes on I that. Mean, I mean, I'm just saying, and I don't even gotta go into Motown. Yeah. I don't gotta go into Jack White on the rock stuff. Right. I'm saying so. It's just like so many. I mean, it goes back to jazz, blues, everything. We definitely have probably, arguably, you know, one of the greatest in each category. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once I realized that a lot of these people were walking the same streets that I've walked, yeah. that I they know these out, streets. Yeah, they know they, them. They like, know oh yeah, them. make a left on Seven Mile. <laughs> yeah, they know these streets. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think about that like when I'm driving in LA because I got a lot of family out there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, um, you know, I'm like on my kind of like now I know the areas where I like to stay, but I'll be on the yeah. GPS and all I can think of is like, damn, my cousins know these fucking streets. Like they when know. I'm here, I know these streets. Yeah, I know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. have you collaborated with? Um, you've collaborated with like a lot of people in Detroit. For sure. And what's what are your, um what is your dream collaboration? Um. Oh my god! Wow, that's a good question. Um. I have a lot of dream collaborations because there's so many great musicians and artists. I guess it's the same way, but like uh, musician-wise, George Clinton. Hey, right? I mean, woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, honestly, I'm actually working on something with uh, Parliament. I actually uh, interviewed George for um, when we did Decipher for uh, DIA. Yeah, so I got like an hour interview with him. Damn. And I got to meet him in um 
my family used to hang with him back in the day, so they told me a name to say. And as soon as I said the name, I think the name was Donald Towns. I think he used to like be part of Aretha Franklin's band. Once I said Donald Towns' name, which I think he's dead, but you know, he opened up like, "Oh, if y'all used to be with Donald Towns, oh, he like, then I got into your people." Yeah, it just it just turned into a whole different mm-hmm. thing. Oh, yeah, it's not gonna do it, you know. But so now this is this is how real it gets, right here. Yeah. Somebody is knocking at your door. Yeah. Hi. How are you? <laughs> We're doing an interview. We're live on air. Thanks, Hi, Dion. I'm Constance. Hello. Hey, Dion. Hey, little girl. Hey, little baby. What's up? Coming to you live. <laughs> type of stuff that happens. Yeah. So what? Yeah, tell me about the studio. Where? What is it? Uh, we in the Penobscot building downtown, and got an incredible view. I'm living a dream life, living my best life, right next to Campus Marshall. Yeah, I'm so happy. To be- I wasn't even supposed to come this weekend. Yeah, but you know what? Thank you. Coming out. Oh, I'm, I'm we really, really happy. Shout yeah. out Elzai for introducing Shout me. Shout out Elzai. And my sister Kendra, because she and said Kendra. y'all was homies. That's my dog. Yeah, she was I like, love Kendra. what? What's good? Yeah, Kendra's funny. She, uh, and congratulations to her. She's so successful. She's so successful. Yes. She's so successful. She's running a program out at uh, Stanford right now. She's a yeah, director. Yeah, that's my baby right She's there. So Much dope. love. I love Much that love. one. I love her. She, sure. I did a, um, I interviewed her it was a few weeks ago. Funny you did? Yeah, I'll send you to. She's funny as hell. <laughs> so she'll be here Thursday. Oh, for uh-huh. sure. Make so sure we'll y'all come see it up. Yeah, we will for sure. Matter of fact, I'm playing at Foundation Hotel every Thursday. Okay. Yeah, she gets her Thursday and we'll come through. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we. I, I was there the other day. I was like, what the Yeah, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. I know, right? Uh, we're going to wrap up in a second. I just one more thing I wanted to um ask you about. Yeah. Was, um, I guess two, but I'm just going to. Take one. your time. Okay, you know, cool. I don't want you looking at your clock. I ain't got like, number time. Okay. No, nah, I just Bet. heard my phone buzz, you know. That's um, it. I ain't worried about time. Yeah, so I was kind of like, you know, I I know your work, and I was like, okay, let me think about really what I would like well, to obviously ask. obviously more people before, not to cut you off, keep sure. your thought, but like more people know my name than my face or probably yeah. my work. Yeah. Which I don't know how, what kind of branding that is, but. They know yeah. the they know the name Nick Speed. Like, oh, I heard of you. Cause you had um some really massive collaborations. For sure, yeah. Like MOP. MOP. Yeah. Um, music Soul Child. Music. Talib uh, Kweli. Talib Snoop. Um, Snoop. Boy Banks. Danny Brown. Elzai. Savage Chandler. Uh, I mean, just some of you know some of. My favorite artist, actually, like, and I've learned so much from them. You know, for me to be able to record them, you know, it's like the producers who I looked up to always was like Pharrell, Timberland, Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla, Manny Fresh. I always thought that they always brought Manny Fresh, yeah, Manny Fresh, hell for yeah, sure. yeah, straight. I, honestly, Manny Fresh, when uh, like, uh, Cash Money started getting super hot. Yeah. When I realized that, like, beat it was about the beat, so yeah. I I really focused in on the beat after I heard Manny Fresh. I was already like uh, familiar with making beats, but mm-hmm. I've seen what he was doing. It made me want to one learn some of those patterns and just like 
think I spent like a year just in my room. What was some of the stuff you were listening to back then? Brandy, uh, Full Moon, Manny Fresh said that? No. Oh. You just asked what was I listening to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Manny Fresh-wise, uh, anything Cash Money. Yeah. EG, Lil Wayne, Hot Boys. I was uh, in eighth grade when that, when that, when Juvenile, uh, 400 degrees, was it 400, 400 degrees? 400 degrees, of course. When that came out, I was in the eighth grade, uh, no, I was in the ninth grade, and yeah. I was in a science class that was like an advanced class, but yeah. I was just basically, uh, had to, I got to skip like one, the freshman sure. one. So <laughs> I was in there with all the cool kids, and that oh, shit yeah. came on, it was, everyone was wilding. That beat was just too hard. Yeah. It, it was, because like, you know, me coming from lyricism, you know what I'm saying, um. People like Jay Z and Nas being an East Coast fan, and being a West Coast fan as far as like Ice Cube and W.A. Um, Price One, E Forty, like everything seemed to be kind of lyrical. I mean, even like the South music I was listening to, Outkast, even Scarface, Brandy, Full Moon, yeah, that album was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Brandy Full Moon. Justin Timberlake, Justified. You'd be surprised yeah. at my influences. Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Outcast, holiday album. Right. Running up there. Oh. Um, like I say, Juvenile 400 Degrees. Luke. <laughs> Luther <laughs> yeah. Campbell. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, Nas, false yeah. tapes. Um, Elzai, whatever he was dropping, Slum Village, of course. Yes. Yeah. Timberland. Oh, hate to say it, even R. Kelly. I mean, he's a beast. Like a, he's, he's just cold. Deep. He was he's a cold. Deep. He was. Yeah. It's, it's a shame, yeah. but you know, he was cold with that music at that Straight time. Up. Like that song, I Wish. I used to love that. That was so dope to me back then. Um, so much stuff. Like, I mean, I really listened to everything. I I almost tried to not release, I mean, not miss a release. Like, Mob Deep, Murder Music, Alchemist. I mean, there's so many great musicians. And then, like, you know, to go into the past, people like Jimi Hendrix, Motown. George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. I know all these songs. I think I'm almost like the new member of Parliament. I mean, I'm, I look I'm doing something to that. with them. I'm doing something with them that lets me know that I might be the. the Can you talk about it at all? No. Okay. Well, but you will I, all circle I'll back say, to that. All I'll say is this 808 machine right here. Okay. Ooh, wee. That belongs to a member of Parliament. Okay. So, it's sitting here right now all for right. me. And, uh, so, so you you on a team at least? Yeah, my dad used to work with them in the seventies. He used to play a radio commercial. Oh, and then I got a bunch of homies, like a couple of my OGs, that's, that were younger members of Parliament okay. later on. That introduced me, or or not even to the scene, but just to certain members and stuff like that, like George himself, and yeah. the techno stuff too. Yeah, that's you know, so underground resistance, booty yeah. man. Juan Atkins. I mean, that all of that is my influence. So you could smash all of that stuff together. That would be a lot of my inspiration. That's why I try to 
I feel like these futuristic styles, this different stuff. And then, you know, I love, of course, with my dad working for Video Soul on BT. Anything that probably would have got played on there, on that show from the 80s to the 90s, probably something that ain't. All the way from Sade, Jodeci, SOS Band, all that dope 80s music. Mm-hmm. Like, we always had some good radio stations here, too. Yeah, Shout that's right. Electrifying Mojo. Which yeah. is, actually, Mojo used to be on this very floor that we're on right that's now. That's crazy. His suite used to be right down the hall. That's so crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's the energy that's on this floor, Woo! in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, New Edition and them came up here back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince and them came up here back yeah, then. Right here. Martha Jean, the queen, uh, Mason in the morning. Mason is the one who actually told me that you know, all of those people was up here. And, but the original WJLB is right down the hallway. Right. Yeah, so where are they now? Because I, I just They're, they're they in were. the suburbs. Now. Oh, they are. Okay. They've I, been out there for a long time. Yeah, it's so classic that you're here because I just, you know, grow up. This building has... It, yeah, yeah like back right in, in the eight mile days yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you know, WJLB, they moved to a different floor. They started, you know, another station, which was bigger and better. But that was more or less the time I remember. I had no idea there was an original version of it. But we on that original floor where Mojo used to be. You know Mason? And, you know Mason? Mason yeah, Mason? so Mason is from Cleveland, like my dad. And um, I had to do something for the Detroit Pistons last year. Actually, I just reached out to him like, well, you're the Pistons voice. Can you yeah. just do me like a dope intro like, Detroit basketball. Yeah. We got Nick Speed up in the building. Like, you know, yes. it was something like that. <laughs> yeah, I just it, You did it again, yeah. yeah. You know, but like, it, it's just funny because. Uh, oh, I would love to interview big, him. Big inf- yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Big yeah. influence on me. Like, I was just telling my dad because Mason used to always do these things in the morning. He would like spotlight an artist, like an old school artist, like the Spinners or something like that. And, be- and before we go forward, because I def- don't lose your thought, Mason in the Morning was the voice of Detroit Hello, music Detroit. in the morning. So when you're getting ready for school, you driving to work, yeah, that's that's the deal. So, so he uh, had these like specials where he would just spotlight whatever artist and tell their story, and I always thought that was dope. Yeah. So. It really inspired my music production to spotlight an artist in the same way that he did on that radio show. So if he's saying, let's talk about Juan Atkins, he's going to go from the beginning of his career all the way up to the current. You know, and that's how I try to make an album every time. It's just, you know, it's, 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 ready. It's, it's telling the story, where they've been, where they're going. And that's, you know, really my main inspiration for making an album. I can't wait for y'all to hear my new one. I got new stuff with Seven the General. Got stuff with Black Lion Society. Got stuff with Apollo Brown coming out. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm happy you brought up Seven the General because you worked on what's it was the film ART ART right? Yeah, Can you yeah. tell me about the film? Um, yeah, we actually oh, it's beautiful. Well, I I watched it. Thank it's you. Really the beautiful. documentary. It's like yeah, the documentary is like twenty three yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty seven so, minutes or something. Yeah, you know, I try to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, pretty much like my boy Carl B. Um, was there during the sessions, and I was telling him like, "Yo, I'm about to make this album." Whoop whoop whoop. I just met him at the Eastern Market because he had a dope camera, and uh, Carl B. Actually, 
I'm at seven based off of me sampling him. You know, I always try to sample people that I can reach. And uh, I sampled him for the Danny Brown Hot Soup album. And he he's the one on on uh, Hot Soup like, ain't no new Motown Playboy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, yeah, he's man. like, I got love for Atlanta and all that, but ain't no new Motown. So I just thought yeah. that was just a dope line. Oh, to I love Danny it. Brown's work too. Yeah, yeah, so we put that on there, and uh, you know, eventually, I ran into Seven and Our Prophet. We directed the Roland DVD uh, and the Murder City DVD that I sampled Seven from, mm -hmm. and we both, you know, I went on to work with both of them. Yeah, so it, it's incredible. But um, like you I guys said, won an award new, for that? Yeah, we won an award. We won Album of the Year. Actually, for that album, and it's yeah. just like crazy because you know you never know when you're making a hit. You just never know. It was just like such a process, and me taking seven into the studio. I felt like let me give him some challenging tracks. Like let me give him something that I know he ain't rapped. I know you ain't rapped in no Brazilian jazz, bro. You got to Let me see what you could do, but yeah. don't change nothing. I want you to spit that same see seven mile shit. Yeah. You know, and then that was it. You know, and he he got on it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's so funny. Like working with somebody like Elzai is almost even harder because he wants the rarest beat that you have. Yeah. He yeah. wants the most. He want you say how you see how meticulous he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Want like so much detail in it. You know what I'm saying? Like he, but I know what he. I know exactly the music he likes. But it's it's this magical thing. But that's like. Capturing lightning in a bottle. So you'll you might so it has hear to be one super thing. good. It has to just be yeah. super great. It like is it, yeah, because I think he was talking to the to the I forget the name of the producer. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. he like was like, Oh, I hear this thing <laughs> that no one else hears. Nobody else hears it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like yeah. the most picky people I ever worked with was like Big Herc. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely magic. some magic. of the best ever. Yeah, you gonna work with them again? Yeah, yeah, I, I look forward to, to that. They, yeah. they, my favorite collaborator. They make uh -huh. you work. Uh huh. Yeah, I gotta work with them. Like, that keep me on my toes. That's yeah. that's what I get my weight up on. Is working with people like them. Like, if I ain't got nothing for them, I don't know. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta always have something for the artists that are the most challenging. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, they challenge all of their producers. Sure. So, in your career, um, what is been your biggest obstacle obstacle and how'd you work through that? Poverty. Hey, hey. Yeah, I mean shit. It's ups and downs. Yeah. No, I mean financially and not financially. Like get all this attention. All of a sudden everybody love you or everybody act like they love you. Oh, and they want some help. And it's like, okay, well I know that it's it's human nature for some people to just reach out to you because you're Shining at the time, you know. But when you wasn't shining, where was it at? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes, but at the same time, gotta let stuff happen. Just you know, be genuine. So people be like, "Man, Nick, this is a humble dude." You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, God could take this away at any time. Right. I'm living my dream, so I don't want God to take it away. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I just work hard for it every night, every night, every night, every night. So you basically live here? I basically live here. I don't, but I basically live here. The only reason I don't live here is because there's no shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
other than that, but you know what? For me taking my studio outside of my house, which I still have a little setup there too, but that just allowed me to uh, give time to the people that love me and people that I love, you understand? And be a real human being instead of a robot. Because other than that, I would just be doing music 24 hours a day. But I have to like take a break, rest, relax. It is nice to separate. It's nice to separate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, might have to go go rake some leaves for moms and or whatever. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Just do whatever I gotta do for the people that love me, Mm -hmm. and still be a human being because everybody doesn't make music. You know what I'm saying? And there's more to life than music. Yeah, is that not? That's what that's what that's what an OG told me, (laughs) and which I feel like the OG, which is Mike Banks. I thought I, I think he's one of the greatest musicians, but for him to tell me that, I was like, oh okay. I gotta just actually be a human being now. I was in robot mode for the longest. Well, um, you know, I guess you gotta put your head down and do the work. You got any advice for um for young musicians coming up or our shit? The originals. That's it. Yeah. The original work hard. Tap in. Figure out a plan. Um, create some goals. Even if your goal, if you like, when I just got done talking to these kids, right? Like, create a realistic goal. Okay, I'm going to pull my grade point average. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be a realistic goal for you. Okay, I'm going to get $20 before the end of the week. Just little stuff, just to learn. Hey, yeah. You yeah. know, just to learn how to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when your responsibilities come, you'll be prepared. And start early. Because start now. You'll be good in a couple years. You got to go to the and park, then you got to go downtown, then yep, you got to go to yep, the suburbs, yep. and then, then you got to go to Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. you go. Told you, that's, that's great advice. That's gold. That's gold. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, what's that pimp's name? Arrow. From Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. Never met him. Just heard him say it. I mean, but that shit is really real. It's re- like, because, yeah, I th- when I was younger, I remember when I showed up to New York, I was like, I was, I felt like certain spaces weren't for me and I was scared to walk into them. And now I'm right. like, bitch, I'm here. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, we right. in the gala, I'm wearing but a fur. One, well, that's like, one thing about Detroit. We never afraid to be ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Wherever we at. That's how you always know when a Detroit person is gone. Wearing a feather in my fucking hair right now. I mean, off time. <laughs> yeah. Off top. And like, nobody, I have who's to. gonna say something? Nobody says shit. Here. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, that's that girl. Right. The girl with the feather. <laughs> that girl with the feather. You know? You know? So yeah, we got plenty more events coming up, plenty yeah. more music coming up. Yeah, so what can you, you wanna plug anything? Throw something video. Okay. I guess out now. Yeah, out um, now. Check it out. Yeah, we had a link up for you. Yep. I I'm just trying it a little different this time. I came with the flash drive, cassette tape, mixtape. USB mixtape. Oh, um, I love mixtapes. Pick it up. Yeah, and then um, I'm providing that as a service as well. So DM me if you need that. Also, you know, follow me Nick Speed ENT on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I'm writing my first movie. It's on the way. It's on the way. No details yet. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I told Elsa to write a movie. Me too. Yeah, he said he wanted to. I was like, you were in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I, I have an idea, like, and it might take me, like, two years to figure out how to really do it. Okay. But it always costs, like, a million dollars. But, uh, you know, we, we figure it out. 
You know, yeah, so, I look forward to that. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's cool. Like I got some techno music coming out. I got some rap music. Got some instrumental stuff, some vocal stuff, and you know, just just look for me to be constantly expanding. I have portable turntable coming out soon. I have so many like just products that I want to make, just things for people's everyday life. Make sure to put everything up as it comes. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Uh, let absolutely. me come up to the studio. For sure. This I is like my it. favorite weekend. This has been a dream. Me too. I'm you know my what? dream and I, too. And I got to add on that um, yeah. movement festival to me is really the reason I came out with my own music. What? Because when I attended it as like a young boy, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, like, I didn't know this many music fans was out there looking for Detroit music. All I'm like, man, I better drop something. All over the world. And then now I'm throwing after parties every year. Yeah. Performing almost every year. I'm on stage every year. Like, incredible. Shout yeah. out Sheafy McFly, Count Mac. I've been holding it down for the last couple. Tax of How. Um, my man Erno the Inferno, Chuck Flask. All those people, man. And they've been um, holding it down in the D for years. Techno Grandma. So she got a little uh yeah. like wheelchair, a little motorized wheelchair. I mean, it's this is it's funny because like I talked to Kendra and, and I was like, yo, I mean, I talked to my little sister too. She was both both high. We all hip hop heads, yeah, like straight, definitely. You know, and um, I was like, yeah, I went to, I was here. She's like, you have the tickets for this much? I was like, bitch, I didn't even have to go to it. Right. It was so much other it's stuff very, going so, on. It's stuff going on right now. Yeah, I bet it's you still, it's yeah, going. it is downtown. Yeah, so I'm like, you okay. probably go to Mixed Brick Town right now yeah. and get it going. Yep, so it's been a really special time. I'm I feel the little girl in me is is uh so happy. Sure. You know. Definitely. So. You know what? Yeah. Shout out everybody came in town. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll see y'all back Thank with some so good vibes. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. And um I know the interview was long, but I don't if care. You They're made all, it all the way here. <laughs> and we love they you. They listen. They listen. My listeners are are beautiful and they're sure. super diverse and and uh, yeah, we're here for the long form stories. This is the oral history project. We're just making documentation yeah, what's of what's going what's on. So what's the name of your show? It's called Fucking Rejects. Wow, so incredible. Because I'm a fucking rebel. Yeah. And I just had a yeah. radical shirt on earlier. It says radical. Yeah. It says radical. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Shout out all my young dogs doing this shit. Yeah, About to be up. in the game for the next few years. Yep. And on and on and on yeah. and um, look out for them classes. That's right. They're on the way. Check it out. Yikes. All right. I love all y'all. Uh, meow, meow. Until next week. What up, though? No, 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 no,